All right. What's up, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Opinion City Podcast, professional wrestling podcast where we debate the hottest topics of the past, present, future, and beyond. We are your hosts. My name is Ralph Hind March. And I am Parma Sean Russell. And I'm and, ABJ, baby. There it is. All right. <laughs> this week, let's just get into let's just get into it. We have we have the one and only Anthony Blackwell Jr. from the ABJ podcast. We're gonna, this is basically going to be an Opinion City ABJ Super Show. This is That's a right. meeting of the minds, beating of both worlds. ABJ, yeah. how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Um, my voice might be a little hoarse. Last night, I was at a wrestling show for the first time in a while. And I was a fan, so I was screaming and yelling and talking loud over loud noises. So uh, I had a blast, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, hanging in there. Um, and thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. No, thank you for coming on the show today, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, always uh, always good to have a uh, fellow podcaster in the room, you know, talking uh, not just wrestling, but all things podcasting, which is uh, which is really cool. Um yeah. And it's it's interesting. I was I was telling Sean. Um, so you and I actually sort of uh, were right down the road from each other for a while there, with uh, you know you being in Frackville and uh, me being in Mount Carmel. Yeah. And uh, it seems like your uh, seems like being uh, in Frackville, being in you know Schuylkill County, the Skook there uh, is is a, a big part of uh, your podcast, and you know you've got the the background and everything. So, um, you know, what's, what, what would you say is probably the best thing about living in Schuylkill County? Some of the best things about Schuylkill County are also some of the worst things. Uh, (laughs) I mean, when you think of people in Schuylkill County, there's a lot of the perception of it's very close minded. Uh, there's a lot of, um, people who are very set in their ways, very old school, but, but there also is, the same people who you think are the closed minded in old school and, and, and don't bother with anybody or don't like outsiders are also mm-hmm. the same people. If your car's broke down on the side of the road, you'll have three people stop and ask if you're okay and help you out. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's when, when we love, we love hard, right? So when you find mm-hmm. your community in school County, it just, it's a great place to be uh, just kind of going back. I'll kind of give some love to some Mount Carmel people here. Uh, professional wrestler, Tony Deppen has a brewery yeah, yeah. in downtown Pottsville called Pilgaroo yeah. and you want to talk about a community that bar is exactly what the heart of school county is i mean there whether it's a folk punk show or a punk rock show or an emo mm-hmm. show or it's pro wrestling night or pro wrestling right. trivia the community of of what a place like that can bring is exactly why i love school county and it's a big part of who i am and shaped me who i am as a person that's awesome man yeah that's uh, really cool. yeah, yeah it's uh definitely definitely a great place um so you're you're in Frackville, correct? Oh, well, now I'm in Monty City. I'm back now home. Now you're in Monty City. All right, so that's where I was born and raised. Essentially, I was originally yes. Shenandoah, um, and oh, then and then Shenandoah. very young, very young in Monty uh, Shenandoah, we moved then to Monty City, where I pretty much was born and raised, and then I lived yeah. in Frackville for a while, but now back in Monty City. Did you did you have a favorite place to eat in Frackville? Um. Anthony's. I really like Anthony. Not not little Anthony's, but Anthony's on the on the main drag. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. really high up there for Italian food. 
But yeah. if I have to pick, if I'm going there all the time, the number one place in Frackville, if you want wings, bar environment is Black Diamond. Oh, okay. I I can't. I cannot <laughs> even tell you. I was literally going to say I used to go to Black Diamond all the time for wings. Black Man, Diamond has been go. not only an amazing place once again for a community and just mm-hmm. feeling welcome and and being loved there, but uh, Sherry and Amber have been huge supporters of me in my journey as a content creator and as a human being. And That's that awesome. bar has done so much for me as a person, but also for my content. They're they're awesome people. That's fantastic, man. Speaking of your content, so why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your journey into the podcasting world and where did you get the idea for the ABJ podcast? Uh, so I first started off, I was doing, um, I, I listened to, I was in a car and I started, I, f- I found the uh, the idea of podcasting through, um, at the time I, I was a huge uh, a pro wrestling fan that I stopped for a while and then I became a mixed martial arts fan. And I fell in love with uh, Joe Rogan. I thought his commentary was amazing. I thought of the way, and then I, I, when I would, I would commentate wrestling or, um, sorry, MMA while being with a group of friends and having huge UFC parties. And the joke was just like tone Rogan over here. Cause I would say it right before he would. And, uh, and that was like the joke. And then I started listening to his podcast and I was like, man, I really like how he has all sides of the spectrum on and how he's willing to have a conversation with anybody. And I thought it was really cool. And then another person I'm really inspired by, Kevin Smith. Love all Kevin yeah. Smith. Movies. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a podcaster. So I, I started yep. getting into that thing. And then I found this program, this app called Story Corpse. And Story Corpse is essentially, it used to be like a booth that you would like go into and it would ask you a couple of questions and you would just tell your like a, a story about yourself. And I was like, man, this is amazing. And some of the stories that were in there, and it was just people on their phones. Like they would just record a story on their phone. And some of those stories were so powerful and so inspiring. And so like, man, if these people can go through their situations and come out the other end, that's inspiring to me. Um, so I was like, I want, I want to capture that. I'm someone who school County, you walk into a bar, you get a beer, you never met somebody before in your life. You just start talking. I'm the, I'm a talker. So I'll just talk to a mm-hmm. random stranger yes. and you're there for three, five minutes to an hour. And you learn about this guy's life story. And you're thinking like, that could be a movie. Like that person hmm. went through some stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it kind of got to a point where I was like, man, we're so encapsulated with like the Kardashians and rich people and famous people but we're so quick to judge our neighbor because we think they're a jerk or we think they're a bad person, but they've been through some stuff. And if you just sit and talk and listen, regardless of their religion, politics or sexual orientation, race, whatever it may be that divides us as people, poverty levels, you know what I mean? Or or class levels, we're all looking for the same thing. And just, and, and I just love those people stories and those personal journals. So I started interviews with everyday people. And then I, I, I sold why well, I had the idea for interviews, every people, and I sold all of my stuff, like all of my collectibles, everything I've ever owned that was valuable. I sold it all pop oh, vinyls, wow. everything. And I bought my equipment to start the podcast. And I got that idea from Kevin Smith. He wanted to make yeah. clerk. He sold all of his comic books, made his movie. He chased his dreams. I did right. the same thing. And then I had all this equipment and I was like, well, I have all this stuff. Like, should I do more podcasts? I like, like, I want to get back into pro wrestling. So the podcast kind of started my wrestling journey, got some friends in, started talking wrestling, start doing beer stuff, paranormal, um, pop culture. We had all these different podcasts and then uh, many hats. Yeah. I started this network (laughs) and then it was too much to run five or six podcasts at one time and all the social medias. And then your Facebooks, your Twitters, your uh, Instagrams for five different shows. So that's 15 to 20 posts a day daily. Um, so I kind of consolidated everything back in October 
of last year to the ABJ podcast, which is kind of just encompassing of everything and everything I'm in, into, but right. also using my name as the brand. So instead, like when I meet someone, I'm like, just search my name, you'll find my content and being like, check out this name of this. You know, it was, it was harder to kind of um, do that. So yeah, I started this then it's a lot of pro wrestling interviews, but I am open to talk to anybody about anything. Right. So, um, it, you know, your, your podcast description says that you, sit down with amazing people and, and learn about them. So, um, you know, you, you kind of started off open to everything and Mm -hmm. it seems like more recently you've really kind of been focusing in on a lot of the, uh, wrestling content. Right. Um, but, uh, are you, are you looking to really kind of continue with the wrestling comment, uh, or content? Um, are you looking for other types of content? I know very early on you had, uh, like some people, uh, movie content and things like that. Um, but, uh, what are you, what are you really looking to do from, from, uh, here on out? Are you, or are you just pretty much open to everything? I'm, I'm open to everything, but I will say to stay loyal to who I am right now, what I've been doing, I I'm, I'm going to be a lot of independent wrestling and a lot of wrestling. Um, I just think that industry in that field is so much deeper than what people see on TV. When when you right. when you learn about the people backstage and you learn how much they put themselves through, and like uh, an eight minute match is like four car accidents sometimes on some of their yeah. bodies, and, <laughs> yeah. and they're and they're doing it for pennies on the dollar, yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's just and a lot of that comes down to trying to teach people, and it's, it doesn't matter what field or what industry people are in, support and and the love of the people who are, are into this industry is so pivotal and crucial to their growth and to their income and to their livelihood and and then you go on the internet wrestling community and there and people are arguing about pro wrestling of who had more numbers at a tv show it's like yeah who cares look yeah. at both those numbers put them together and be like our industry's thriving why are yeah. we mm-hmm. taking it backwards by comparing the two it just it doesn't right. make sense to me because you just boil it down to an independent level and it's like these people are chasing their dreams um we, we talked earlier on the podcast you guys are both chikara fans like yeah. you guys started five mm-hmm. years ago going to chikara shows and supporting that and it sucks the way it ended but you look at TV now, and those people were wrestling in front of 20, 30 people. Yeah. And now they're selling out Wembley Stadium. Like, that's yeah. sick. It's like, nuts. it's just, it's nuts to hear that Crazy. journey. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like, you, like, mm-hmm. and then the people who've been trained by those people are now the people that we support on the independent scene. And you're like, you're looking at, you're like, yo, in 10 years, they're going to be the ones on TV. Like, yep. and I can't yeah, wait. Exactly. Like, yeah. We're lucky enough to have their stories now because it's only a matter of time before they get there because how hard they work. Yeah. But yeah, I'm open to kind of circle back. I'm open to anything. I love yeah. independent movies. I love independent music. I love anything. If you have a cool story, man, you've been through something that you think somebody can benefit from. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your story. That's, That's awesome. really cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's one thing your wrestling podcast adventure did for you that you didn't really expect? <laughs> Pro wrestling commentary, pro wrestling production, <laughs> helping with booking, um, helping show agent, helping backstage agent. I didn't think any of that was a thing as a pro wrestling fan growing up. Right. I, I, I thought, man, I just really like this. And then I started the podcast just to kind of start talking about pro wrestling. And it all happened so quick. Like I had an independent wrestler himself on Andy Hedder. He's a great guy. He came on and we started talking and then he's like, yo, you should come to shows that I'm at. And I would just kind of went in as a fan. And then me and BP would just like, bring our zoom eight six in the car. And on the way Mm -hmm. home, we'd put a mic on me and a mic on him. And we would drive home and talk about the show. And we'd be like, man, if here's how we would do it. Like, cause we would fantasy book it, not to discredit what they were doing, but to kind of like, man, what if they did this? What if they did that? Yeah. And then sometimes we were kind of bearing the lead because we were 
I guess, smarter fans. So we were seeing what was happening before it happened or they were listening and taking our ideas. But <laughs> it turned into like, hey, you're going to do backstage interviews here or, hey, you're going to jump on commentary. Hey, you're going to come and host a convention in Tom's River, New Jersey and get to hang out with Sting and, and Nick Aldis and Matt Cardona. I was, that one. I was there last year. Yeah, and I just yeah. like, what what is going on here? Like, I would have never thought that this journey would have gotten me in these positions to see the business for more than just watching it on TV and meeting them. Like, I'm at a convention and I'm meeting Jimmy Hart. Like, like I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's I I will yeah. never lose that fandom side of things. I, yeah. I I think that's what makes me special in this business when it comes to me as a commentator or me as a a content creator. It's just right. don't lose that fan side of things, you know. And it's but also don't be a giant stupid mark, you know. Everyone's a mark, but <laughs> yeah, like turn up thirteen and take the handle off. You know what I mean? Um, bro, yeah. Yeah. So you so you hit on a you hit on a couple of really interesting things there. Um, and when you talk about like the world of indie wrestling, you brought up some names: Tony Depp and Andy Hedder. You know, these are these are like really, really good people. I, I've yeah. known both of them for a long time and, uh, you know, just really good people that, um, you know, are, are just so talented at what they do. And, you know, it's like you're just waiting for them to hit that next level. You're waiting for somebody, you know, to finally take notice and say, hey, look what these guys are doing. And that's really what like the end of the world of independent wrestling is all about. Just that wonder of, you know, seeing people and being like, hey, it's, you know, it's only a matter of time till till these guys hit the big time. Uh, so it's really it's a really incredible feeling, you know, being yeah. able to see that and know that you know there's there's talent coming up that you're just watching now. Um, yeah, so I mean another good example of the shirt I'm wearing, Ace Austin. We watched yeah. Ace Austin wrestle in fire halls, and now this dude's in yeah. the Bullet Club. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's, just, it's, it's so awesome to watch people who you've loved and been supporting at such a low level yeah. on the independent scene. Like we're like have we said before, like Orange Cassidy. I mean, at some level, was a was a guy who was wrestling for nobody under a mask, and and mm -hmm. and now he's he's the number one merch seller in, in all professional wrestling, and he's yeah. he's killing. Like you know, what I mean, it's just, yeah. it's like he's Eddie Kingston, like should be in jail, like, and now he's making millions of dollars yeah. in the industry he loves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Eddie Kingston, but he'd say the same thing himself, like this has been a blessing for him. It's just cool to see people come up yeah. from nothing. And now they're taking over the world. It's, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you, you mentioned about, um, you know, still having that fandom and, and still being a, being a fan. It's, it's crazy. Cause you know, you talked about like staying in Nick Aldis and like, like these big names and, I mean, we were at, we were at steel stacks and I can just remember like yeah, waiting to, waiting to go up to people and talk to them. Like, yeah, you know, great show Wheeler Yuta and like all these, all these different people, um, you know, and, and you're just like, you know, holy crap. I can't believe like you still feel it inside, even when you see, you know, um, butterflies, pe man. people butterflies. that are people that are just like us, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people that are just out there, you know, living their dream, doing their thing. And you you still I, I don't think that ever goes away that that feeling yeah. that you just that excitement the the coolest one that just recently happened for me is um i go over to, i went over to london for uh, aew's pay-per-view and i was there for mm -hmm. like a week and uh never been out of the country like that it was it was scary it was terrifying and i i go to camden to go see progress and defy and i was comped some, some tickets uh, thank you justin um nice. so i get to the show and um I'm like, oh, who's rest? I don't know the card. I don't know nothing about it. I, I just kind of walked in blank. 
and uh, they're like, oh, this match is coming up. I, I kind of missed a, the beginning of Defy, so I kind of came in halfway through because I didn't know I was welcome to the Defy show. I thought I was only going to be good for progress, right. but they let me in for both. Um, and as I'm coming in, uh, Nick Nick Wayne is wrestling Casey Navarro. Now, Casey's wow. someone who I've been watching for two and a half years all over the Northeast PA, sure. and now sure. I'm in a different country, and so is he, and he's doing his art against the biggest guy, like just signed to AEW Nick Wayne and they're mm-hmm. killing it. They're tearing it apart. And then I'm in the merch line. I sneak into Casey's merch line and he's, he's trying to like, someone gives him change and he's trying to figure out his currency and he's trying to like process it in his head. And I just yell stupid. Like, can I curse? Is that cool? Yeah. yeah why not? I, I was like, I, I, it's not a bad one, but I was like, no, stupid, <laughs> stupid ass American can't figure out this currency. Yeah. And, and he hears my voice and he looks up and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, yeah. we're in London, baby. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it was just, it's just cool, so man. Cool. Like it's, it's fun to watch your, like I said, it's just watch your, watch your friends succeed. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us about your, uh, AEWON trip? How did that come about? So I I um I started a Discord community um probably a few months into the the uh into my the start of my the, the rebranding of my content ABJ podcast right. and I was just joining other people's streams and meeting people and 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 just building this community and I met these amazing amazing Australians in my life uh, Raz <laughs> and Anastasia and uh, I was going through a lot of my personal life and they were just like man have you ever left the country I was like I'm American man we don't have vacations like what are you talking about like <laughs> and um, What's the holidays? What's that? Exactly. Yeah. I like you know how you guys you called holiday and you're away for a week. Like we have like a weekend where we get yeah. three days off, and that's our vacation. Like we go to the Jersey <laughs> yep. Shore for three days and then come home. That's a vacation yeah. in America. Exactly. And they heard yep. that and they're just like, nah, we're gonna change that. Uh here's here's a plane ticket and here meet meet me in London and we're gonna have a place to stay and we're gonna hang out. And I just met this person who we met through content and just been like a secondary family to me across the world or using the internet in a powerful way and met this dude who's like my brother now in another country and we got to have an experience of seeing one of the coolest wrestling shows of all time and that's kind of how it all came about it was it was it was a gift and they uh they were super sweet about it and it was it was a memory i'll never forget wow that's really good um yeah, so let's let's stay on all in for a little bit because uh, I mean it's incredible that here you know this uh, dude from Central Pennsylvania is uh, <laughs> over there chilling out at yeah. uh, you know the biggest wrestling show that we'll probably ever see in our lifetime. There's so many Keystone stickers stuck all over that city. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm sure there is. Yeah, there's all an right. ABC sticker on the London Bridge. I'm just saying right now. I don't know how long it'll that's, be there. Yeah, there. yeah. that's awesome. Um, all right, so uh, we got we got the story of how you got over there. So, um, you know, what was what was one moment on that show where you were just like, "This is this is the moment that I know I need to see this show. This is the moment that like I can't believe I'm going to be there live for." Like, what was that one moment from the show where you were just like, "This is it." There was three. So Joe and Punk were was was high for me, and that mm-hmm. match did not did not disappoint I, like, the storytelling they did of how they showed their journey through roh with their move set and then they did their mm-hmm. move set from wwe with some shots at wwe and that yeah. and then they and then tying it into their aew spin and then kind of using the crowd of the hatred of punk because he's anti-elite and like it was just a really good storytelling match so that was very high on my list um there was matches that surprised me jericho osprey 
I'm a Jericho fan, but I know mm-hmm. what Jericho is in his career, and some of his matches just don't do it for me. And everyone talks about Will Ospreay being the greatest wrestler in the world. And I, right. I, I put him high on that list, but I never, I, I was like, ah, I don't know if he's the greatest wrestler on the world. And then seeing Will Ospreay live, he is, he is, he is 100% the best wrestler in the world right now. He made Jericho look like he was 18 years old again. It was, yeah. it was, it was a banger. <laughs> and just to hear, really good match. Yeah. Yeah. Just to hear the crowd really get behind him was cool. Um, seeing Sting live wrestle, never seen that before. That was fun. Um, <clears throat> the the stadium stamp uh, the is that what they call the stadium stampede yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah once again you're watching Claudio you're watching <laughs> you're watching Jakara wrestle yeah. in yeah in 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 Wembley and just like to hear the crowd erupt for Orange and hear the crowd erupt for Kingston to come back through blood and just yeah. like nuts. Sure. As as a Northeast wrestling fan, that match was special. You know what I mean? Because that's that's everyone we like. We've been either either we're connected to via who's wrestling now, and that's who trained mm-hmm. them, and that's who gave them their lineage of where they are now. So that match was super special. Um, and then the the main event. I'm a giant Adam Cole mark. Um, yeah, I, I like I, I like I like MJF. He has yeah. really won me over as a talent in this company in this business. He's 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 proven to be something special um mjf mm-hmm. as, a, as a locker room leader as a character he there's i i they invoke so much emotion yeah in that match it was so well done and they how they open the show and how they close the show and then just being that bookends of the show mm-hmm. yep. it was i don't i don't think i've ever experienced a wrestling match like that in my life just the way they they drew the feelings out of everybody yeah uh, it was it was really emotions. special yeah, yeah it was it was a overall very like Soraya winning was dope. I would have loved to see Adam Cole walk out of Wembley with the world champ. We didn't of get course, that, but yeah. overall, just it was it was magical. But I was mo- mostly Adam Cole and MJF was the was the special one for me. So, what was the best thing and what was the worst thing about being in London? Uh, <laughs> the the worst things are just so petty so when i say worse i don't think like worse is like they were a deal breaker but uh crossing the street is different in london um because you're trained in america to look right and then look left uh you will die doing that over there because the traffic comes in a different direction so i almost got hit by a car twice a day no. every day there that was fun um ordering on the menu was weird there because I am uncultured American, so I go and I order a burger. Which, by the way, everything on a burger bun in the UK, or I guess everywhere in the world except America, is could be anything. It is if it's on a burger bun, it's a burger. Whether it's beef, chicken, fish, <laughs> it's a burger. I hate that. That's not the same wow. thing. No. Um, so don't no, like that at all. No, no. So, so I order a burger, and I, I got burger and chips. So in America, it's not uncommon to get potato chips with your meal, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's right. That, that's like a bar food staple. Right. And right. They, they they sent out fries. And I was like, yo, they messed up, but that's dope. I got extra food. And they're like, no, chips or fries. Chips. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. I, was like, fries over there. Yeah. I was like, I thought oh, wow. I got hooked up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was, that was different. Um, just hearing people like we were in London. So London's like uk's new york so everyone right. from every culture is there i love that and as soon as they hear i had an american accent it was just like can we talk to you about your country i was like yeah can i talk to you about yours and just like <laughs> yeah, right. learning from each other was was magical um seeing other wrestling fans in london like you'd walk down the street and see someone in the shirt and you're just like oh, yeah. yeah that was cool <laughs> exactly, yeah. uh, um <laughs> It was just mad. I'm a huge Beatles fan, so I got to see a bunch of Beatles stuff. I got to go to Abbey Road. I got to go nice. to the rooftop, yeah. the rooftop where they did their last concert. Um, 
it's just i don't know i i, I just feel like i should have been in london i, I want to live there i mean honest mm. like <laughs> i love their music i love the culture there i love everything about it i would go back tomorrow if i had the money so if anyone liked to send abj back to london, <laughs> here's tomorrow. your advertisement yeah, yeah. yeah. well for the patreon send abj to london well listen and on top of that now you can add possibly another historic moment you might have seen punk's last wrestling match if yeah. things don't work out i think he i think he'll be back i don't think it was his last match it's definitely his last uh, match in aw but i yeah. think he'll be back. <laughs> yeah i think um, it's 100 he comes back somewhere yeah i i don't wwe uh, yeah I, TK, um, tko love cm punk dana white loves cm punk they are employing cm punk for commentary on the mma side it is no longer a mcmahon run company cm I, punk will be well, back all right i i i get that i mean everybody's got their opinions like, what about it, but... says i'll see it when i believe it yeah i yeah. i think you'll see it. i think you'll see it sooner than later all right well yeah. listen um are you are you willing to guarantee that yeah, are you willing to make a bet here on the Epony City Podcast? Yeah, I, I will make a bet. You will see Sam Punk back because every every time we guarantee something on this show, it doesn't happen. I just want yeah, to exactly. Know, so it will. I will. I'm okay. pretty. I'm pretty good at at my okay. reads. Uh, I feel like that will definitely happen. Yeah. Um. So you you mentioned seeing fans from you know all over uh in in London. There, did you see a lot of other people from the U.S. and did you get to like talk to people from a lot of different countries? Yeah, I met. I did meet a lot of United States people, a lot of Australians. It was crazy. Like it seemed like every person we met was an Australian or American, which was nuts. Because uh, he, being, him being from Australia, maybe from America, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, I, yeah, a lot of different. I had a friend who was from where I'm from. Actually, he's from the Mount Carmel area as well, and he moved to London. And he's oh, been wow. there for a while. Oh wow! And it was so I got to hang like re- reconvene with him, and he was at Wembley, yeah. so that was cool to meet him up. Uh, James, uh, if check out his podcast, Addictively Speaking. He's 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 recovering, and he likes it. He talks about addiction and stuff like that. Really, really That's good cool. guy. Um, but that was cool. One more thing, I just not wrestling related. That was like my yeah. favorite thing. And I'm not a I'm not a Philadelphia sports guy. I I respect Philadelphia sports. I think they're the, <laughs> the, the they're they are the most fun fans. In this any this year, you need to respect them. Yes, yeah, there, you there you go. I I I hate baseball. Feel, watch Philly's home games on. Yeah, we got to go check that out. Like, yeah, yeah it <laughs> um, is. It is fun. So there's a tunnel in London. It's um, it's an old abandoned subway tunnel, and I guess the rumor or the t- story is is that Banksy bought this tunnel and turned it into a public art space, and it's protected. And anyone can go in this tunnel and perform art. They can spray paint the walls. They can tag it. Uh-huh. They can do whatever they want. You wow. go in, you take a picture. Cops walk in. There's eight year olds spray painting the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And 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 cops just make sure it's everyone's safe because it is a tunnel. It can be sketchy. There's not. You know what I mean? But they mm-hmm. police it and everything's safe. And people go in there and put these beautiful mur- murals up. And then the next day you come back and it can be a completely different tunnel because it's right. just constantly changing. There's no yeah. rules. Like the rule is essentially you paint, you take your photos, and you can come back the next day and your 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 stuff's you painted over. Yeah. Um. The whole tunnel smells like paint. It's crazy. But you halfway through the tunnel, um, my friend from PA was like, yo, you have to come experience this. So halfway through the tunnel is a Philly sports bar. It's oh, wow. 
it it's it, it's like you are walking into Pennsylvania while you're in London. You get a Philly <laughs> yeah. cheesesteak. You get you can get a pizza steak. Like it's all Philly oh. themed. There's Delco flags on the wall. Oh, like, that's amazing. Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's mummer's outfit is in there. There's a giant Nick Cole, oh. a Nick Foles mural on the wall. Yeah. Oh. It is like walking into Pennsylvania. Like that's crazy. every guy bar in Pennsylvania has dollar walls <laughs> where everyone puts a dollar yep. for good luck. There's mm. dollars, American dollars, <laughs> all over the walls. I was like. It awesome. felt like being at home. It, it, uh, it's, it was so dope. It was like my favorite yeah, part of so being cool. there. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. Getting back to your podcast a little bit. I yep. want to know, in your opinion, what makes the ABJ podcast stand out from other wrestling podcasts? Um, I feel like I, I, I build a genuine connection with my guest. I feel like it's not just a fan talking to a wrestler. I think it, it's, it's two people who I, I feel like I, I, I get them to lower their inhibitions a little bit. I feel like I get them right. to be more comfortable. I feel it's more of a conversation than an interview. Um, and I feel like I can adapt. Like I have some questions that I have baseline and I, I've, mm-hmm. I've learned how to read my guests and r- gauge their comfortability and where they are mentally in the interview. And I, and I can steer the conversation based mm-hmm. on how they're, what they're giving back to me. Um, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm a pretty decent interview and I'm getting better every time because I, I study other people who do interviews. Like sure. we talked about before, Kevin, Joe Rogan. I grew up as a Howard Stern fan. I'm 13 years old listening to Howard Stern. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yes. Yep. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm a good conversationalist. I feel like I'm a good con, like just interview. Um, and like I said, I, I get to really pick their brains and get to know them a lot at shows and I translate that over to a friendship that you're seeing two people just talk like Chris Van Vliet. He interviews people. Renee Paquette interviews people. And it feels like two friends in a room having a conversation that you get yeah, to listen in on. Exactly. And I try to replicate that. Right. That's yeah. awesome. No, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, before we, before we move on to uh, some other content here, one last question about your, um, your podcast. So what has been, your biggest challenge when it comes to making your own podcast and and doing all of this and you know how have you how have you overcome that challenge uh the biggest challenge has just been financially and chasing this dream but also like Hmm. i i i I said to myself i don't want to be a nine-to-five guy anymore and i'm going back to being a nine-to-five guy (laughs) Um, i i i i'm someone who his entire life lived comfortably of like punching a time clock and working 12 hours and and beating mm-hmm. my body up uh, i was diagnosed at a young age with a joint disorder so as i keep getting older it's just harder to do that style of work i'm not educated i live in pennsylvania so you just got to kill yourself to to make a living um and when right. i say kill yourself i mean your body and mentally it's it's mm-hmm. just that, that blue collar style lifestyle and i always felt like i'm not trying to sound egotistical or anything but i always felt like there's more to me than that. And I wanted to prove it. And I wanted to chase this dream of being a content creator or a commentator or whatever it may be. Yeah. So the biggest challenge was just really dedicating my life to it and and sacrificing time away from friends and family and losing friendships and losing relationships for this. And that's been yeah. the hardest challenge. And that's the biggest thing I'm probably going through right now of just like being stripped down to nothing and then right. starting back over. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be uh, a t- tough pill to swallow going from like the whole network down to just hey now we're the podcast yep yeah Yeah. tough very very hard but but you're still killing it man i you know i i I see the view you know your views are crazy yeah you're doing very well for someone who's going through a lot like you wouldn't know it you wouldn't know it but you know yeah, it's 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 hard to and i and staying true to yourself is tough right so like there's a lot of content creators are like i want to get 
this person because they've been on TV. And and my goal from the beginning is is I, if I if I can get those names, I will. I, if I, if talking about mainstream wrestling isn't something I wanted to do, I love it, but I want it to be central centric on just independent wrestling. But it's right. hard to grow when all you talk of is the indie scene because not everybody yeah. cares or is even aware of the indie scene. Yeah. So the fact that I'm being charted and I'm being ranked and I'm just talking to independent wrestlers is a, is a huge accomplishment to me because it's not easy to break into a wrestling market when all you're talking about is independent wrestling. You have yeah. to kind of make content you don't want to make to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's tough to stay true to yourself in that aspect. Yeah. That's really, that's really interesting. Some of the stuff you say, cause I feel like you and I have kind of almost gone down the same path. Cause you know, right. like, financially and everything i'm in the i'm in the same boat you are i mean yeah. i don't want to be i don't want to be working nine to five uh i'm hoping not to have to be working nine to five soon uh it's just not and you know you you think about all the things you want to do you think about all the things you know you can do and and all the stuff that you can you know put out there and the the value that you have as a content creator and it is hard sometimes because you try to balance you know, what you want to do and what you have to do. Um, you know, when, when I came up with the idea for all of this, um, I mean, I have been in, in my journey, I have been a lot of places and done a lot of things. I mean, I, I've met like 450 different wrestlers over the years, just going different places. And like the indie stuff is where I really kind of made my stride. Cause I didn't just, you know, going to Chikara, you don't just go to Chikara. No. You you become so a part of a family there. Like yeah. you meet these people, you get to know these people, you know, you become friends with these people. Um, I right. mean, we've had uh we've had Razorhawk on the show, we've had Ultimo Ant on the show. And awesome people. I'm I'm great friends with both of them. Great like people, yeah. you know, I, I see them out places and we like, you know, stop and talk and catch up. And it's just, I mean, that's the big difference, I think, between the indie world and you know the content that we have to do you know Mm -hmm. that we have to 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 get our to get our names out there but yeah you and i are on very similar paths but you have been you've definitely been killing it um appreciate that the 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 podcast is is very well received i know um you know a lot of uh a lot of people out there really enjoy it so um you know it's it's great to it's great to take a moment and just celebrate that because you have been you have been really killing it i appreciate that thank Absolutely. you so much yeah right. and and what you're what you're describing of like that environment of a chikara i mean realistically i, I don't i don't want to take away that experience from chikara or say it's not special because it 100 is but right a good wrestling promotion that's what you want like yeah. you want your fan. Like some wrestling promotions look at their fans as just ticket buyers, and then yeah. th- then there's wrestling promotions who look at their fans as an extended family. Sure, it, like they are buying tickets, and 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 sometimes they get caught up in a thing where it's like, well, they're my buddies. I'm gonna let them in for free, and then they start losing money, and then people aren't getting mm-hmm. paid, and then people go away. It is a business at the end of the day. But when if a good promotion can balance, we're a business, but also let's give our fans that experience of this is a family. Like it is, it's yeah, awesome yeah. to walk into a promotion and you see fans getting to their seats and they get seats with each other because 
that's their experience of meeting mm-hmm. their friend because they only get to see each other once a month at these shows. Right. And then the fans are out there hugging each other and, yeah. and re- receiving yeah. each other. And then the talent comes out from the back and they, whether they're a good guy or a bad guy, they're, they're like, they have their groups of fans and they go and support them and they love them. Like that's mm-hmm. like, that's a, that's the mark of a good independent wrestling promotion. And that's yeah. what makes it so special. There's mm-hmm. so many layers to a wrestling show. And this is why I want to try, I try to encapsulate it in my podcast. Like, that what we're talking about there from a fan experience and then Mm -hmm. you go behind the curtain and it's the same thing from the boys and the girls like hey i haven't seen you in a month like how you been like hey Mm -hmm. i seen you on social media you had this great match last week i love that and then you watch someone i I, i'm gonna kind of blow up their spot a little bit but like (laughs) the mecca brian johnson like Mm -hmm. I, I, I was so excited because I haven't been on a show in forever. And he comes walking in the building I'm like, yo, what's up, man? And I wanted to give him a high five. And he just head down and blew me off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in character. He doesn't yep. do that yeah. in front of people. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you go to the back. He's like, yo, I'm so, so. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 That's my yeah. bad. That's my yeah. bad. Like, because, yeah. he, he, because that when you see someone adapt into their, their personality and their character, and mm-hmm. then like. You watch them like, oh my god, we like you guys just killed that. Like watching from Gorilla, and then their music hits and they transform right before the curtain. Yeah, it's and crazy. Hit that curtain, and then they become yeah. who they are, and then they yeah. come back through the curtain. Sometimes crawling, and they're crawling, and then the curtain closes behind them, and they stand up, and they're like, "Was it a good match?" Like you, they become <laughs> yeah. so humble. They're yeah. like, they're like a kid. Right. Like, did yeah. I do good? Yeah. Like and you're like, you just yeah. killed it. Like those, like there's so many different layers to that onion of independent wrestling or art in general, like a musician or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's so goddamn special. And I wish more people can, can, can experience that. And if I can kind of tell that story or kind of bring that up to like, yeah. cause I think that's what makes it special, man. Like you can love a professional wrestler, right? So we grew up with our Hogan's and our ultimate warriors and yep. our Ric Flair's. And then you're mm-hmm. like, they did this on an airplane or ultimate warrior. Didn't like these types of people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they're, they're millionaires who are not yeah. great people in certain aspects. Yeah. And then you see someone yeah. in the independent scene who's just genuinely a good human and they're yep. just doing everything yeah. they can to chase that dream. And the same thing we talked about where you lose friendships and you lose families and you don't go to a birthday party or your best friend's wedding because you're, you're locked into your art and your bookings and they right. miss everything and right. they're doing it for 40 bucks and the hope they sell two t-shirts at a show. So they get gas money. It's just, yep. it's beautiful. And then like kind of to tie it back. And then those people are, showcasing Wembley Stadium 10 years yeah. later like yeah. I don't, it's I, I'm probably repeating myself a lot but it's just no it's I'm fine. trying to encapsulate how how big it is it's bigger than us you know what I mean yeah, and it's, yeah, and if it's, we can use our platforms and our on our dreams to become journalists and broadcasters but then also to give build an audience for us but then to be like we love Razor Hawk we love Ultimo Ant, and I mean yeah. you should too and this is why and then you yeah. nail a good interview and people are like man I like Miley Cyrus, I, I grew up my, uh, at the same time as her. I'm like, I don't care about Molly, whatever her <laughs> name was. Like, that's not, uh, Disney, Nickelodeon, whatever she's on. That's yeah, stupid. Right, right. And then she's on Howard Stern, and he pulls out an interview from her and makes her humanize again. She's not a billionaire. She's not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Right. She's 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 making art, and her art got to that level where she now is a millionaire and a billionaire, yeah. and she has yeah. the same struggles as us and the same thing. And Howard Stern, as an interviewer, can make you feel that. And now I'm the biggest Miley Cyrus fan in the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. that's what you should be doing yeah. as a journalist. It shouldn't exactly. be about you. It should be about making your guests seem exactly who they are. Don't blow them yeah. up into be something they're not. Make no. them special of who they are as a person. And here's the thing: a lot of people in the independent scene are so goddamn humble that they don't mm. want to be shown in that light. 
but your that, job as a journalist yeah. is to do it so you yeah. can fall in love with them the same way we do when we see them how you're saying we go to a show and like man i love that guy he's so good how can i encapsulate that so when someone listens to this they throw their money at them and they can be the next big thing and that's yeah that's the right. beautiful thing about making this type of art yeah yeah you couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get into some wrestling. I've been wanting to yes. ask somebody this question that's been on the show, and I feel like you would be the perfect candidate to ask this question. I want to get your opinion on this. In your opinion, what is your favorite era of wrestling? The Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era, or as they call it, the Reality Era? Ooh, it's tough. All right, so... Growing up, I thought the 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 attitude area was cool, right? I didn't watch Ruth of Aggression. I was checked out at that point. I was I was full MMA at that point. Ken Shamrock and Tito Ortiz stole my heart, and I was UFC <laughs> ever since. Nice. Um, and it may sound corny and it may sound stupid, but like I went back and I watched the Golden Age. I watched the like the 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 Macho Man's, and I loved that era. The attitude mm-hmm. era was amazing. I I think we need to look at today's era and and really instead of just taking it for granted of what we have, the athletes that are wrestling in today's era right now are light years better than what we see now. We, I think we have too many people from the older generations telling the new generations of why their, their era isn't good because they don't do it like they do. It's yeah. two mm-hmm. different, it's two different eras. Yeah. The attitude yeah. era was just as much not received well by the people who were there before them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. stop tearing down this era right now because and I'm not trying to be mean, but like because of the Jim Cornettes and the Bully Rays telling you it's not yeah. cool. But every time Bully Ray takes a booking, he runs right back to this era, but he'll go on a radio show and say, I hate everything that's happening right now. It's like, stop that. Like, stop yeah. listening to that. Like, their opinions, they can have their opinions. They're legends. Jim Cornette is the greatest wrestling historian in the business and of all right. time. Mm-hmm. And his, sure. his opinions are valid. But also, just because he doesn't like something doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love today's era of wrestling. I love the fact that we have a modern day WCW AEW within that aspect. I love the fact that we have a WWE. I love the fact that our ECW over the world right now is GCW and, yeah. and, and how we have the MLWs out there. Like NWA right. is still a thing. The independent scene is huge. I can go and subscribe to Pro Wrestling uh, Premier Network and watch independent wrestling, Fight TV and watch independent wrestling. I can watch IWTV and check out wrestling. Like yep. this era of wrestling is so awesome and the fact that we can tweet and meet independent people and talk to them like i love it i think today's wrestling is better now than it's ever been in the entire history of the company and that's not talking numbers that's not talking about money made that's not talking about kayfabe i just think right now is my favorite era right i think that's i think that's really interesting a couple things you said there one um you know people taking the era for granted i think that's something as as wrestling fans that we have a tendency to do is that we we look at what we've got currently no matter what era you may have been a part of and and we look at that and we take that for granted and it's only years later where we start to get this sort of um you know nostalgic i can't believe that i wasn't more you know in the moment in what we had back then and i think a lot of that is is why people clash sometimes but the modern era that we are living in, I don't think we've ever lived in a time before where we could have an entire week where there was possibly brand new content every single day of the week. We, we've yeah. never lived we in a time an like entire that. Entire week of wrestling between Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Impact, AEW. There's literally from Monday through Saturday and every other Sunday, 
there is wrestling to watch. Yeah. <laughs> New Japan, strong New Japan America. It's yep. ever, stardom. Stardom's just, blown up. Just the, just the explosion of wrestling yeah. on the internet. Just the explosion the of, of I mean, we now have access to that we never had before is just yeah. absolutely crazy. If you'd yeah. have if you'd have ever mentioned to anybody that there could have been a streaming network online that just covers wrestling 24 hours a day. Like you would never have imagined such a thing. And here we are as jaded wrestling fans living in that era. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's crazy incredible. too, man. Like you watch weekly television, right? And for me, like some of the weekly stuff is tough to watch. More oh, on the WWE, thank you. Yeah. More on the WB <laughs> side is because like, yeah, I feel like WWE right now just, and I'm not shitting on one company, but I feel like WWE right now is kind of in a point where like, why do I need to watch your weekly television? Because then when I get to a pay-per-view, it's a three-hour pay-per-view, but an hour of your pay-per-view is recapping yeah. everything to the exactly. entire like I I don't need to watch it anymore. Like I loved yeah. NXT black and gold, but like Same. you didn't really need I didn't need to watch because most of the pay-per-view would catch me up and that and it was too much mm -hmm. promo, too much, too much recap, too much recap. But it's like people watch an angle happen, right? And they're like, hate this angle, it's terrible bad booking you just squash this character yep. and then six months later they're like that was the greatest thing ever and and just the uh brian danielson when he was the when he was when he went on a losing streak for a whole year when he came back from his injury yep. and everyone's like he came back and they're not utilizing him it's like you gotta, they are, you gotta they lose are. to win yeah, yeah they're, they're making you feel something that's yeah. the beauty of this industry yeah. i think more people need to realize that weekly wrestling is not a sport yeah. So I hate to break it to you. The, <laughs> you're not allowed to say the F word. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. What they go through is real. 100%. Yeah, yeah. What they, they put their body through is 100% real. Yeah, exactly. But this is fake. This is not yeah. a sport. When people stop looking at professionally wrestling as a sport, people will appreciate it more for being entertainment and being art. Yeah. So when you don't like something that week, let it time to simmer. Give it time yeah. to develop. They have a whole month to work that angle. They need yeah. to start somewhere. Stop yeah. tearing it down week one. No one liked the New Day at first. Yeah. Now they're the longest reigning tag team trios in the history of wrestling. Yep. Let it let it cook. Yeah. Let the artist be art. Like just because it's not your art doesn't mean it's not good art. Exactly. Right. It, the biggest thing I, I call it the WandaVision effect. Remember when everyone every week was fantasy book and WandaVision and thought yep. they knew all the answers? Yeah. And everybody mm -hmm. ran to TikTok and they're like, well, in this one, in this comic, they said that this is this and this. So they're going to do this. And like, <laughs> no, they're going to make their own version. And they're going to do what they want to do. And then right. when they finally got an ending, which if you removed yourself from the internet wrestling, the internet community of everybody fantasy booking and just watch the show for what it was. You're like, right. that was a great show. Yeah. Probably to this day, one of the best things Disney put out in, in terms of Marvel on a television show. But if you sucked yourself into thinking that your opinions of how it should have been, you hated the ending. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, yeah. you overbooked it and yep. didn't think it was what it should have been. It's just I don't know. Wrestling gets that thing too. It's called I got I like to call the Wandavision effect. It's like <laughs> yeah. I think it should have been this, and it's just like no, yeah. it's not your it's not your toy. It's it, it wrestling promotions is 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 their sandbox and their toys and their yeah. money, and they're gonna book it the way they want, and either like it or don't like it, or find something else in the show you do like. Yeah, yeah. it seems like at least with mainstream wrestling that as much of a boom period as we're in now doesn't seem to be grabbing our attention as much as like the wrestling on the independent scene, mm -hmm. and. I'm curious, why do you think that is? What's the main difference between indie wrestling versus mainstream wrestling? I think people, I, I, I hate the term clout chase, but I think people uh, immediately attach themselves to the top and say, this is the best because we're told it's the best because it's the most money invested into something and they have the better production and the better lights and the better right. sound. But, but 
we then we go to an independent show and say yo i got to go talk to them that was cool <laughs> like it, it maybe it didn't have a light show or a, like are there wrestling in the gymnasium but that feel of family that feel of the promotion caring about your interests and the talent caring about you that's what makes it special to us and then yeah. we'll, and how we talked about earlier when we get to watch that person who wrestled in front of three people are now on tv now we want to support the mainstream media more because of they they gave our boy a shot yeah and exactly. and and i i wish more people would like more people would go back and say like um i had an argument not too long ago about the nick wayne situation like he's he 18 he doesn't deserve what he has i'm like nick wayne's been doing this since he's 13 he yeah, is more he's entering time, time yeah than some professional wrestlers do mm -hmm. 10 years into their career at 18 um and i and i say to them like you don't like nick wayne now but nick wayne is your next tyler black who became seth rollins who's ranked number one in the world as a professional yep. wrestler Absolutely. he was backyarded he was traveling at 13 years mm -hmm. old and booking uh, uh, shows in people's backyards and grinding and now we hear here he is now like I, I wish more people would break that mainstream stuff down and see where they came from first and then be like yo i have a i have an independent show this weekend at it's okay. We have you can if you don't see the live wrestling show uh, on pay-per-view, pay it's still going to be there. It's on every major streaming network. Yeah. Yeah. Take your Saturday off and go go watch an independent show and just get that vibe. I guarantee you'll have a good time. That's exactly what we say here on Pinion City is that with most indie wrestling, it's just a vibe. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I went to my first LVAC show it was the Studio Stacks 2 show with Ralph and that's what it was. It was just a vibe. Yep. Everyone, mm -hmm. it was like it's everyone so knew, different. It was like everybody you knew everybody already, and we just met. And everyone's like, they want to talk to you, they want to see you, they want to meet you and greet you. Yeah. It was just really, it was a whole experience other than just going to a wrestling show. Like, yeah. at, mm -hmm. like, I, like at one point during the show, and I don't mean to glo uh, to gloat or gush, but this was just my moment. Um, Delirious takes my hat, grabs it off my head, and then wrestles in the ring with it, and then throws it back out to me. I'm like, that's just that. That's cool. That's just my favorite my favorite lvac <laughs> moment is uh avery good's last match and we're front row uh and we we only picked the one side of front row so we can be a barrier for uh the cameraman that we're friends with that works for iwtv oh, nice. um so we were kind of like helping him and with his court cable while we're actually watching the show because we're production guys who are trying to be fans but can't get our mind out of helping the production team exactly um, yeah yeah but Carrie Silken, who I became friends with, who's the former owner of ROH and loves and all those people at LVAC, he's, he's big fans of and he's a big cheeseburger guy. So the former owner of ROH, who just weeks before sold it to Tony Khan, is front mm. row at an independent show taking photos as a proud papa of, awesome. of CB in the ring wrestling. I'm like, mm. I love awesome. this. <laughs> this is so pure. <laughs> yeah, Carrie was at both Steel Stack shows. He's a big LVAC fan. Yeah, he just loves to come are. and hang out. I he's mean, a great, he's a great guy. Drew Drew Gulak was there last year and he, he just was hanging out talking to like yep. talking to the boys. Like yep. it's, um, it, it's insane. My, I, I remember, and you know, we talk about like the vibe and, and, you know, people feeling like family. I can remember, uh, one year at King of trios, I was, uh, standing in line outside waiting to get in. And this dude in line behind me says, uh, you know, is this your, uh, have you have you been to these shows before? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've I've been to quite a few of these. And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, this is my this is my first show. He said, but um, I had to come and uh, I had to come and see my my buddy wrestle. And I said, your buddy? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm good friends with Dasher Hatfield. He's like, oh, we nice. grew up together, and like, you know, we we live down the road. And he's like, you have to come see me wrestle. So, so I can't. I came to see him wrestle. So a few minutes go by. 
And this woman comes up and she starts talking to him and, and they get in this conversation and, and she walks away and he turns to me. He's like, yeah, that was Dasher's mom. Like, yeah. you know, just, just randomly like, you know, <laughs> moments like that. But that's, that's like, awesome. yeah, everybody just, everybody just feels like a family and the LVAC, honestly, I mean, that's the closest thing to Chikara I think I've ever felt. Yeah. They are just yeah, for real. killing it as far as yeah. um, just, just you that. Just like a high tension HCW. Uh, high yeah. tension shows because a lot of that is the is the new generation of chikara who moved mm -hmm. over to there and they they bring a lot of that vibe yeah, yeah we'll definitely have to check that out yeah, yeah. there are just I, so many independent wrestling promotions out there mm -hmm. so if you can if you can try to narrow it down what are some of your favorite ones that you currently keep up with uh, so first and foremost, my my number one is where I work the most and where I do commentary uh, but it's not professional wrestling it is stunt fighting ooh Take that, oh. athletic, take <laughs> okay. that state athletic commission. Uh, yeah. uh the, san the sanctuary. Uh, I love okay. the sanctuary. Uh, for me, for me, the important part of professional wrestling or stunt fighting or anything is the art aspect and telling the stories. And I think I I'm really proud of the storytelling they do there. And I and I think it's really fun that like we don't know who's gonna come week to week because it's a situation just to kind of pull the curtain back. No one gets paid, right? So Trotsky. Mm -hmm. Trotsky is a is a former professional wrestler, also stunt man. Has he he helped in the, he was in the movie business. He was in the wrestling business. Um, has had ups and downs like any other person. Depending on who you ask or talk to about him, you may get a good report card. You may get a bad one. But I will tell you this: that he's he's a great human, and he'll do anything for you if he cares about you. He has that he has his ups and downs just like anybody else. But um, this guy is dumping money left and right into an old church to keep it up and running and mm. to pay the bills and his family and his mom and his dad are there every show working sure yes maybe we're not getting paid uh in that aspect but you walk into that building and you get the foot and, and you have a photographer who shows up and it's just, essentially everyone who's just chipping in to make art and whatever comes out of it comes out of it we right. don't even charge people at the door to come in like you're you want to walk off the street and it's, come in and see a match come it's in, such come an in. amazing atmosphere yeah. there yeah that's awesome and you look at the history man like Bowens wrestled there. MJF wrestled there. Britt Baker mm -hmm. wrestled there. Ace Austin right. is there. All that's uh, here, there, here, there. Jamie Senegal, Daphne was there. Like people mm -hmm. have who worked there are, are on TV, and, and and a lot of them say is like, man, it was the first time I felt like I was TV ready because of the way the production team is. Um, I love working there. I love the environment. That the family that we have there is beautiful, and I think there's a lot of sleeper people that people should be knowing about there that we'll get into later. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they're uh, they're very involved in the community as well. Mm -hmm. um, they they have a lot of. Uh, I was I was there one night for a show, and they actually had uh, local politicians who were there in the building and yep. just talking to fans and like they're they're very they're very well respected in the community and that's also important. also a very big advocate and home for if if you don't feel welcome because you may be in, in the lgbtq community because you know they're under mm -hmm. attack they have a lot of hate going towards them of because they yeah. just want to live life they want to be just like everybody else yeah. and there's people who who walk by a church and see a giant rainbow flag and they just come in on that aspect and they're like mm -hmm. and they're like oh you don't like wrestling but you need somewhere to feel and you want someone to just care about who you are as a person welcome to welcome come in here we, yeah. had a, we had a, we had a kid the other day come in and he's 13 years old and he's he's out you know what i mean which is insane to me like i i, I knew kids who went to school with who didn't want to be around anymore and, and unfortunately took their own lives because they rather do that than worried if they're going to be accepted and this kid mm -hmm. is like i'm getting picked on and bullied and 
in this. And so he just comes, doesn't really know much about wrestling. He's fallen in love with it, but like he comes with his friends and it's a place for him. It's a sanctuary. It's a place for him to feel welcome and he feels okay yeah. to be who he is. And that, right. that's important too. And it's yeah. all done in the power of professional wrestling or stunt yeah. fighting. Wrestling <laughs> is just, I, I wish people would understand that wrestling is just more than fake fighting. Like, mm -hmm. like we've been saying this whole show, it's about the community. It's about yeah. a vibe. It's about feeling like you're more than just a ticket holder, that you're a part of the show like when i've been to both ovac shows with ralph i never felt more at home yep. than when i felt when i was on the last two jericho cruises i was on i yeah. never felt more at home in that environment than being anywhere else it's just yeah. you're amongst peers and everyone's there for the same thing and everyone mm. just wants to have a good time it's so, many different, it's so many different cultures and so many different races and yeah, sexual orientations about, yeah. and it's beautiful just, they don't care yeah. about you know who's versing who or whatever they just care about watching good wrestling like that's, yeah. That's yeah. All, that's, at the end of the day, I don't care whose side you're on. I don't believe in the whole, uh, you know, this tribalism. It's just watch good wrestling. That's it. Just yeah. appreciate wrestling for what it is. You know, and yeah. that's how it should be always. Uh, another good promotion. Uh, it's a it's a network of promotions. So if you go to one, you they have a team of other promotions. They all work together. It's high tension wrestling. Uh, helped out a lot with their production team and and did right. some commentary here and there. Um, but they they I started with them when they started doing Camp Leapfrog. Mm -hmm. Camp Leapfrog was essentially Chicago. Jakar 2.0 <laughs> for the yeah, most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was really cool. And and that's where I kind of met a lot of those people from who came from those that school in that era. And they're some of the most amazing and beautiful people. And that was during a pandemic. So we had no fans, no nothing. And that was just kind of like just making cinematic wrestling, which in my heart, I wish we can kind of still do in a way because yeah. it was so <laughs> much fun. I'm sure um, it was, yeah. Uh, that was really cool. All of our, their stuff is on YouTube as well as Sanctuary. So if you go to Sanctuary on YouTube and High Tension, all their stuff is there. Um, really, really, uh, PPW, another home for me that would have been very welcoming. Um, I don't know the future of them now, but I, at first it was Outbreak and now it's AXW. Uh, that's another great yep. company. Another one to keep an eye out for. Orochi is another one in the area. Of course, LVAC. A, uh, familiar belt behind you that I think one Joel Ruda got yes joe ruda had made that uh ruda, <laughs> ruda also made belts for promotions like win wrestling and stuff like that it's it, there's just so much the best thing i could do is like follow people like myself follow people like like opinion city because they're out there they're out there grinding follow your independent wrestling journalists because we're gonna put you on to some really really talented people and really talented promotions that you should be investing your time into I can go on for days. I know so many. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be here all day just saying Absolutely. like, oh, go to Pro Wrestling Magic. Go to uh, uh, Create a Pro, House of Glory. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can be so here much all day. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, so this is, uh, it's it's been uh, great getting to uh, catch up with you and, and, and learn a, a little bit about your podcast <laughs> and uh get get some of your views on wrestling here but uh we've got a we've got a little bit of business to take care of so we are going to take a short break while you check out this message from our sponsor ref larry's wrestling collectibles and what a we great will guy be, he is too oh he's he's phenomenal he's if, you, if you have not met larry peace <laughs> get out there um he, he he's, probably has no idea who i am uh but i i went to his way back in the day i think i was i wasn't even a content creator yet i i just stumbled into like 
a dirt. I call them dirt malls. That's what we call yeah. them out here. Yeah. They're just like exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. they're just little buildings. That's like kind of essentially PPW is in a dirt mall, but it's beautiful. Right. Like when I say dirt malls, I don't think they're dirty places. Like they're no. beautiful places. But I kind of if you're, if you're from Pennsylvania, you know what dirt mall means. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're picturing one in your head right now. Yeah, I think when people, I think in their mind, when I see dirt malls. I just see like toilet paper. I don't know. But <laughs> no. I walked into yeah. this building and I'm walking around, and it's just it's like everyone's grandmother's attic and just all yeah. this old stuff like glassware and stuff. And I turn this corner and I just walk into like this wrestling haven, and there's mm-hmm. people's gear on the wall, and it was all autographed and every figure you can imagine. And there's this that's cool big smiling redhead just back there and he's just smiling and i talked to him for like two hours and he told me he was a referee and stuff and at the time i wasn't a content creator but i got to yeah. meet him way back in the day he left a great impression and from since then i've been following him and i kind of keep an eye on everything he's doing so this commercial is important because he's a really good person and he's another one who's a trailblazer of the independent wrestling scene and someone you should be supporting and loving absolutely so uh check out this ad and we will be right back with our main event right here on the Opinion City podcast. One, two, three, four. Introducing Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, your ultimate destination for all things wrestling nostalgia. At Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, they don't just sell items, they curate memories. Whether you're a fan of the classic era or modern showdowns, they've got something for everyone. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles sells DVDs, books, magazines, action figures, and so much more. So stop on by Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, where every piece tells a story and every fan becomes a part of the legacy. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles is conveniently located inside Mother Tucker's Antiques and Collectibles, located at 566 North Reading Road in Ephrata, PA. Stop on by Thursday through Monday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Give them a call at 717-405-0153 or find them on social media at Ref Larry's WC. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles is a proud sponsor of the Opinion City Podcast. And now, back to the show. That graphic of everyone cheering and the girl just going, yeah! Is my, my, <laughs> I so see, my favorite is the dude at the end that's doing yeah. a little wave. Doing a little wave. Yeah. We yeah. are back here on Opinion City, and we want to thank Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles for being a proud sponsor of the Opinion City Podcast. If you'd like to become a sponsor, please send us an email at opinioncitypod at gmail.com. So yeah. that means yeah, it's time. time. It is time to get into our main, main event. event. We, we had right. a multitude of lists from our guests. We're pretty oh. much giving him the floor. We thought it was going to be one top five, but apparently it's multiple top fives. So what we got? I got a couple. We got a couple. Now listen, if if you're listening to this because 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 you love me and I pr- I appreciate you following me over to somebody else's content, <laughs> that means the world. That's that's my goal is to have a big enough brand that people who listen to me go support me in other places. So if you are here from my side of things. Do me a favor and make sure you subscribe and show them love. Uh, thank you guys once again for having me. But you guys asked me to do a list, and you guys have lists of you know anything I want. Uh, and mm-hmm. I and I picked uh, top five people you should be watching on the independent scene. Uh, so if you did not make the list, I still love you. Uh, <laughs> but I have I have a top five men, I have a top five women, and then I have like a a, a little like honorable mention that I feel like people should know about as well. well so I'm going to start off. 
with the men's side of things on the independent wrestling scene. All right. Let's do it. So number one, number one is going to be someone who I won't give everyone big bios either because I don't want to be here all day long. But uh, (laughs) this guy here, literally, um, I've watched him be a chubby little theater kid who had the weirdest look I've ever seen in my life. And he goes, I'm going to be a wrestler one day. And I go. Yeah, right. Like, uh, but he has transformed himself and just got himself so much confidence, took his interesting look and turned it into something absolutely magical. And I feel you could insert this person in any era of wrestling and he would scratch that itch. Um, He is a he's a workhorse when it comes to behind the scenes of setting rings up. He he, he is a trainer. He is a uh, he could be a ring announcer. He could be a referee. You literally put commentary I've done with him. You could put him in any role in this business and he will absolutely thrive. I book matches. I book shows with him uh, and, and in the ring, he is hands down one of the greatest people I've ever, I've ever seen uh, and a great human being. And that is the thespian JS Hawthorne. If you don't know about him, seek him out. He's 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 a beautiful human being and he's absolutely amazing. That's number one on my list. Number two uh, is always everybody else's number one. When you think of independent wrestling right now and you think of who should be someone that everyone should know and who should be supporting, it's Darius Carter. Darius Carter is someone if you don't know, seek him out. It's it's a criminal thing right now that people are not. He's not on our TV every week. Um. Number three is someone who is absolutely holding it down at PPW. I think he's one of the most talented people, former ROH, but now on the wrestling scene. Uh, he's a locker room leader. He's helping people back. I'm probably blowing him up. He probably doesn't want this much praise. <laughs> he's a dirtball. He's a scumbag. But uh, Brian Johnson, the Mecca, is is someone oh, you man. should be. He, he invokes such out, emotion he's out of so his – yeah, he mm-hmm. he's so he's another person like you talk about that Wembley moment of MJF and Adam Cole and and them performing, but the people actually caring about what they're doing in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's Brian Johnson uh, as well as Darius Carter. He's yeah. definitely he's definitely a sleeper. People yeah. are sleeping on him. For sure. That's for sure. Here is one of the most innovative people I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Um, I absolutely love calling his matches on commentary. He's another one I'm giving a lot of love to the sanctuary right now. But he is <laughs> he is from Gleason's Gym in New York. He trained from Johnny Rods and Cowboy Billy Walker. He had some appearances on NWA Strong. But his name is Prince Ahmed. He is a shoot from Egypt. I, I got he he I got to interview him. He doesn't do a lot of interviews uh, at a character. He's someone who really protects his character, but he's a really mm-hmm. good dude. But he does stuff in a ring that he's just coming up with new stretches and new. I watched him German suplex two people using nothing but his legs. Oh, use geez. your imagination. That wow. is insane. Wild. Yeah, he ran up, wrapped his legs around him, did a backflip, and German suplex two people. <laughs> he's crazy. At, he, he's he's incredible. He's someone who literally lived in Egypt. Was his his family would go over to America, bring him home wrestling tapes, and that was how he consumed professional wrestling. He didn't watch it week to week, but that was enough for him to be like, when I get older, I'm going to travel away from my fan, my friends and my family and everything I know about my country, and I'm going to go to America, and I'm going to make a run at being a professional wrestler, and mm. more people should know about him. He's absolutely incredible. Um, and number five is going to be Andre Polino, another kid, mostly out of the sanctuary. He's, he's starting to do some stuff now in Titan and a few other places. He, he he looks like a small little spry guy, but he, he hits you with he could hit a seven foot guy in the face with a spin heel kick. He brings so much emotion and, and he 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 just demands so much respect in the ring. He's such a talented person. Another person uh you know came from another country, came in here, fell in love with professional wrestling, and has been killing it ever since. Uh now the women's list. 
Number one, hands down, should be on TV, Erica Lee. Love Erica oh, yeah. Lee. She's death. amazing, yeah. She, she, she'll make you, you laugh. Yeah, yeah, she'll make you laugh. She'll make you cry. She'll make you do everything. <laughs> but then also uh, she will beat the dog crap at any <laughs> That's, she that's hits, for sure. She yes. hits yeah. so hard. Absolutely. Uh, and she's also, when I say Erica Lee, I'll group with the rest of the people she works. Follow her and the goons. Her, Dustin, Killian, oh, Eel O'Neal, all of them. Uh, also, Erica Lee has, I'm going to give her a quick plug. Her and Dust. Who, if you don't know about Big Dust, he's one of the most entertaining people, managers on independent wrestling. Uh, they do a, their own YouTube channel called Birds on Film, where they go and watch a film and they talk about it. <laughs> Just listen to Erica and Big Dust talk. That's all I need to tell you. Go subscribe <laughs> to that channel. Uh, number two, she just made her MLW debut last night uh, against Janai Kai. Unfortunately, she got her face kicked off because Janai Kai is that goat. Follow Janai <laughs> Kai as well. But the person I'm saying is Riley Crow. Um, okay. she's from the, she's, she's WXW trained wild Samoan, uh, been grinding for a long, long time. Super, super talented. So go support, uh, Riley Crow, the cake boss. She goes by the cake boss. Cause love that name. Love use that. your imagination of why she's called the cake <laughs> boss. Um, another one she's, she's trained from, uh, some people from Chikara side of things. Crumbles is her first trainer. Also, she's she's at the Worldwide Dojo with C, uh, world famous CB. I got to interview her, and she's just so emotionally passionate about professional wrestling. She's been killing it on the scene. She just had her LVADC, uh, LVAC debut. Um, everyone should be talking to her and learning about her because I think she's going to be blowing up. Uh, Harleen Lopez. She's not we, even we in the... We saw her at Yosak. She was, and I think she was also at... The LVAC show that Friday too. Was yeah, uh, Festival Unbound. Yep, yeah. she was there too. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Her passion yeah. for this business is amazing. Uh, the, she should be supporting her. Yes, she's awesome. Yes, yes. Um, her, her, and I have had some wonderful interactions like, at wrestling yes. shows. They had the best reactions during. during uh, uh, yes. Festival yeah, Unbound. Pretty much every time. Pretty much every time she was over on our side, she would yell at Ralph, and I'm like, Ralph, you're just getting. He's yeah, that every chance. He's crazy, man. She has knives and stuff. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh swear. yeah, I'm. I'm a little worried now. She doesn't, she doesn't know where I live, so we're good. Yeah, she'll find her IP. She's not. She's I'm, I'm sure it she out. Will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four on this list is going to be uh, when when I think of Northeast wrestling scene and the women's scene, uh, I think of this person from New York all the way down to Maryland or as far down as she wants to go. Um, I think she's just the top of the heap when it comes to female wrestling. Christina Marie. Um, yeah. okay. she courageous Christina Marie is so insanely talented. Um, if I had to compare her to somebody, if you think Zoe Starks is killing it on, on WWE, she's essentially her and Christina are you can inter intertwine them. I think they both have a very, very good character, they're believable, and they mm -hmm. will knock your face off. Just really, really yeah. talented. We had we had her. We had her in PCWA years ago, and yeah. uh, you know, she was she was great back then, and yep. she's even better now. Uh, and number five is someone from the New York scene. She worked PPW for a while. Love her to death. Her name is Cosmic. Right now, she's at the uh, I think it's Battle Club in New York, uh, out of New York. Okay. She's her she she was maybe is or still was her champion at what she definitely was. She beat Trisha Dore for it. Uh, she's doing amazing up at that school. Uh, Prince Ahmed's a trainer up there as well as from other mm -hmm. Masha Slamovich is a trainer up there, and she's been really taking advantage of some really great training and doing very well. So go check out mm -hmm. Cosmic. Uh, 
she's at her hashtag is it she's ever she's your favorite she's she's absolutely <laughs> fantastic she's your favorite that's perfect yeah and then uh some five just five honorable mentions and, and this is i'm gonna gear this one more towards younger talent that i think you should know that are i, I know like uh, riley's still like she's been around a while but she's back on the scene harleen's insanely new cosmic mm-hmm. somewhat new uh some other mouths are but these ones are year one if not year two into their career super talented ricky price is a guy out there not only is he putting on great matches but his promo game and what he's doing on the side to promote mm-hmm. matches using his social media mm-hmm. bar none amazing right. a guy at ppw right now trained with alpha jr um dio bando this kid's got the look he's got the charisma he's insanely humble keep an eye on dio bando yeah I, i've uh, seen him live he's yeah he's he's special he's yeah. he's gonna have a great career yeah, Journey Burke, uh, Esquire. She's a shoot lawyer <laughs> by day and an ass kicker by night. That's awesome. uh, she, she's another one out of the worldwide JoJo. Uh, I believe Trouble Train with Crumbles and stuff in that as well. Uh, and I'll group her into uh, with the next pick, Junie Underwood and the Lost Boys. Oh, uh, Lost Boys are so good. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. That was I'm going to pick you because I had him on the podcast, and I'll show mm-hmm. him that love. If you want to hear more yeah. about him, there's a, a way to go about it. But I will have the rest of the Lost Boys on. I, I fell in love with them. At uh, Tony Deppin does um, – uh, he, he allows uh, stunt – I will say – fightacular events at his brewery uh and their ho- their speedball mike bailey episode so and they're all on his twitch channel you can go back and rewatch them i have mm-hmm. a poster back here so speedball mike bailey does these brewery shows but it just mats on the floor mm-hmm. and they wrestle in a brewery at tony Deppin's place and they put That's on some amazing. of the most entertaining things but i fell in love with junie wood and the uh underwood and the lost boys there mm-hmm. yeah check them out and then the last one is uh, more people should know about him. If you don't shame on you, but I think he is going to be the future of professional wrestling alongside of someone he's been working with his entire life. The only reason he didn't make the list, cause I know, you know, his, the person I'm talking about that, in that aspect, but it's Griffin McCoy, Griffin McCoy, Ooh, young yes. dump that broke. That whole yes. stable is just insanely yeah. talented. Yeah. I think Griffin McCoy and, 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 um, and, and Jordan Oliver are your next Wheeler Yuta and your next Daniel Garcia's of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be someone who they're going to be intertwined with each other for years and years and years to come. I watched Garcia and, and, and uh, Yuta wrestle at IWTV 100 and do an hour long match in the hottest building I've ever been in my life. And then watching awesome. them do it on AEW and then on ROH, yeah. I think Griffin and, and, and um, uh, Jordan Oliver are going to be that next two up. And and if you don't know the the the, the history between CZW, GC, JCW, and GCW, and how there may be some tension and some beef there, these are two young stars who are looking to use their talent to possibly bring together a wrestling community and wrestling promotions to possibly do good things in the future. And I think mm-hmm. that I think like that's their mission statement. Like right. we love this brand, and I love this brand, and we we want to work each other. Uh, maybe let's put aside some differences and make it about us to promote because the promotions need to learn that their promotion is important, but at the end of the day, it's their talent that keeps their promotion running. Mm -hmm. And if you like us and you think we're the future, maybe come together so we can have these super matches and tell these amazing stories. And I think that's really special. So Griffin McCoy is going to be my, my, my roundup, but uh, he could easily been number one on the list. He's super, super talented. (laughs) That's awesome. There's so many more anymore. 
I have almost 100 <laughs> episodes coming out. Uh, go follow them. If they're on my podcast, I feel you should know about them. Uh, sure. Another one I'll just quick throw out. He's coming back from injury, and I think he's super special. Uh, he was probably one of the hottest guys in the independent scene. Blew his knee out and now is on his recovery. But Matt Mikowski, follow oh, that. No. He's such yeah, a talent. absolutely. Such a talent, yeah. Yeah, that's a great call. I'll give you a spoiler. That's the last episode of my season one at the end of the year is Matt Mikowski. Uh, super, super great guy. Very cool. I have to check that out. Yeah. All right. Um, that's why so, my long, long list. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 please. I'm writing names down. All right. Book them. Book them all on here and talk <laughs> yeah. to them. They're all yeah, amazing. Them, exactly. Yeah, we're going to um, – we'll, we'll make sure that we uh, hook everybody up on uh, – socials and let everybody know how they can find these people how yeah. they can see these yep. people because um it's it's a, it's very important that um even we as you know just just podcasters do our part to help uh promote these people and help get Absolutely. these people and, and get more eyes on them um mm -hmm. you know we're we're kind of we're kind of nothing without them yeah. uh you know because we spend so much time talking about them but uh they they do so much for us by putting their bodies on the line so it's important mm -hmm. that we take this this little time just to you know recognize some of them and and do what we can to help as many people get as many eyes on them as we can yeah Absolutely. and if you're a content creator watching this or you're someone who supports these guys and also not even content creator just just looking for the next person you want to follow use platforms like ours or mine uh you see someone on my podcast and you see i had a good interview with them don't think you're stepping on my toes by saying well i can't book them because they've been on abj please say hey i listened to your episode on abj and i would love to have you on my podcast and hear more yeah. of your story because you may have questions that i didn't pull out or you may have mm -hmm. something that i didn't do Give all of the people that you see on my podcast platform another opportunity to be on another one. And please, for the love of God, book them and let them get their story out there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's interesting that you mention um, booking other people and uh, getting them on other shows and things like that. Uh, it's a perfect time to talk about some uh, upcoming events we've got going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's get into it. Right. So Check let's, uh, let's <laughs> well you didn't you didn't you didn't see us dancing during the dancing. break. So just around. It's all right. These I have to say, and, and this is one of the best this is one of the best parts about doing this podcast is that um, you know, we make these videos for a reason because we use them during the podcast, but we also make these videos and then find out that they amuse us greatly. So like we'll dance during the videos. Um, there'll be there'll be sometimes where I'm bored during the week, and so I'll just pop into the studio here and play one of those videos and they're just so, like yeah, sing along so with it. Or it's it's ridiculous. That's that's too much information. Um, too much info. But yeah. All right. So uh, I I imagine that this is probably a loaded question. Uh, so uh, Anthony, why don't you tell us what uh, you've got? coming up uh both in your in your podcast and your uh you know indie wrestling career here what do you got going on so so right now the indie wrestling career is very very low for me so okay. i I'm, I'm currently without a, a car and a job mm -hmm. so uh support helps but uh no gotcha. so I, I can't really travel to a lot of shows uh, mm -hmm. very very stumped at a lot of my bookings the only place i'm really working right now is the sanctuary because uh it's it's not a far drive to make a tour i am to hazelton um mm -hmm. so i have a show there's I won't be performing at the show. 
uh, but I will be there supporting at the sanctuary. So on the 22nd, they're going to be doing another lip sync uh, drag show. Uh, they've been Ooh. doing drag show events wow. at, okay. at the sanctuary. Yeah. If you know the sanctuary and you know the lights and you know the sound, mm-hmm. uh, and you, if you've ever been to a drag show where they like to throw their bodies around and take bumps, <laughs> you should watch them do it in a professional wrestling ring. It's sure, a lot of fun. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's treated like, like it's one-on-one battles. And, and, and at the end, the, the winner wins the title. And then mm-hmm. four winners from each show will then compete later on in the year for the ultimate championship belt uh, of, of, of the, promotion we're making like a drag show i don't know it's it's a lot of fun um so definitely if you're into that come out and support that's going to be on the 22nd and then on the 29th the sanctuaries uh will be performing once again another show they are absolutely the the stunt the drag shows you do have to buy tickets but every sanctuary show is absolutely free uh and if you cannot are not in the area and you cannot make it we're always live on youtube and I'm doing interactive commentary. So while you're chatting along Ooh. on the YouTube side, I am interacting with you as I'm doing commentary. Next. I don't see anyone else doing it, and <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm, I'm being awesome. a trendsetter there. there you um, go. Yeah, that's awesome. so that's what I got going on. But we always have shows every first Friday, and usually every third or last Sunday of the month for Sanctuary. But mm-hmm. that's that's mostly where you can find me if you want to come see and support my art. But uh, podcasts every Thursday night or every Thursday at midnight, are, uh, an episode is dropping audio and video. Um, you can search at ABJ Podcast on all podcast platforms or music apps, as well as YouTube. You can watch them along there. If you want episodes early, you can um, hang out. You can join the Patreon. As uh, I don't have an entry level fee, but the lowest you have to do is a dollar, uh, and you get the episode on our Monday before a Thursday and get to see everything earlier. But I have pretty much enough content recorded from now to the end of the year till possibly for a little bit in the future because, like I said before, some life changes mm-hmm. are coming for me, so I might have to step away from content. But at least I'll have enough content recorded that I'll stay active on that side for a while. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got when it comes to content. I'm going to try to do some more stuff in the future, whether it be uh, movie reviews, uh, music reviews, horror Mm -hmm. movie reviews. I'm trying to bring some of that stuff back as for fun because all of my interviews will be done for a while. So if I can sneak in quick to make a piece of content and put it out there, uh, I'm going to try to do so. Nice. That's awesome. And uh, people can uh, find links to all the stuff you're doing. You have a uh, link tree, Anthony Jr. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Linktree, the big savior of the internet. Yeah. We, uh, similarly, are pretty much booked through the end of the year as well, aren't oh. we? Listen, we have- all right. So it is, yeah, it is, it is monstrous. Before I forget, it- I was telling Ralph earlier, I was like, listen, we had a guest plan for today. Things happened out of our control. I messaged you because I wanted our 10 streak week to be alive because we were at nine. You made it 10. <laughs> We now have we'll have a ten week streak of yes from now until the end of pretty much the end of the year. Um, yes, we are we are fully we are fully booked through the end of the year. So, um, just to give you a little idea of uh, what's going on next week, we have uh, a friend of the show, friend of mine who is uh, an entertainer, a journalist, a a podcaster, a fellow wrestling fan, a fellow uh, Chikara fan in ben silverio uh who will be joining us next week and then, and then october 29th is following week a ridiculous uh, it's going to be a big one for us we have the full trio of the cyberhawks the flyest team in the galaxy Ooh. on one podcast they said this will be the first time that we that they're all together on one episode yeah. together so that's going to be exciting that's going to be a little 
after dark. Un- unmasked guys, you won't do it. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that the, content. <laughs> well, listen, now hold on. This that that could be a possibility because as Sean just said, this is going to be another episode of uh Opinion City After Dark because this one's pre- this one's gonna be live at 9 30 p.m. p.m. on October 29th. So it's, I'll give you uh, I'm gonna give you a little inside information though, and you can uh-oh. probably you can uh-oh. you can do this. Uh, I will say this 90 99% of the people behind masks at Shakara yes. are all the most attractive people you ever see in your life. Uh, so, so, so I've heard that is the, uh, yeah. that is the room. There's some people I look around. like, why are you in a mask? Yeah. You're, you're, you're just killing yourself. You're just, you're yeah. just, kill, you're cutting your moneymaker right out from underneath you. We, yeah. we won't go into too, too much details yet, but I will just roll out the carpet and say that I will say it's kind of going to be my month, even though it's our month, but uh, get ready for the monster factory series to begin in November. We will have a month of Monster Factory love, Monster Factory interviews, and the like. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. I think I'm recording one with a Monster Factory guy soon. Actually, what's today? The fit tomorrow. Today, uh, today's the fifteenth. Yep. It'll it won't air for a long time, but uh, Merrick <laughs> Miami. He's a he's a uh, there you Monster go. Factory guy. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we've yeah we've got a whole month of uh, Monster Factory content planned, and then uh, December is going to be pretty crazy too because we're yeah. uh, we're closing out. Uh, 2023 with a bang we've got uh someone we just talked about on the podcast today we've got uh mr ruda joel ruda himself is going to be joining us uh first week of december then we've then we've got uh billy avery uh billy avery's coming in oh yeah let's let's show it in let's let's see a personal gift from joel ruda what a (laughs) nice guy that i gotta say that belt is absolutely beautiful like if if you have not seen if you have not seen his work up close, then you need you need to see his belts because they they are a beautiful work of art. Um, they are a work of art for sure. Yeah, puts a lot of time and effort into that. So we've Absolutely. got him. Such a great human being too. Oh yeah, really cool guy. So we've got him coming on beginning of December. Then uh, second week in December, we'll be talking to Billy Avery, who's going to join us to talk about Labor of Love Philly, which is uh, really exciting, and. Uh, following billy we've got puff coming on uh, december 17th who's going to uh, be joining us puff is uh if if you don't look if you don't know who, who puff is why are you watching wrestling first off because because puff is just i mean puff is one of those human beings that is just like fun from the minute you start talking him to him till the the minute he's he's out of the room like puff is just incredible and I can reveal this exclusively now. You should be uh, excited there, Anthony. You're you're on our big upcoming events reveal here. But uh, I'm going to reveal our Christmas Eve episode. We are going to have a special Christmas Eve episode entitled "A uh, We Wish You a Dirtbag Christmas." As we are having an interview, dirt. Yep, dirtbag Dan will be our Christmas Eve interview. Um, We. Uh, we we saw him uh, we saw him a few weeks ago uh, at Legends of Hamburg, and we had. Uh, I was with great... him on Friday on on Friday night. He was at he was at uh, JS Hawthorne's birthday party. Nice. He, he is one of my most favorite people to commentate for uh, wrestling mm-hmm. shows because it's just uh, if you've never seen Dirtbag Dan wrestle, it's so it's funny. I have a my friend. She, she 
she had to get in touch with him because she had to give him some stuff uh, from somebody else. And she's like, well, who's dirt back then? I'm like, he's not here yet. She goes, well, I don't know who he is. I go, you will as soon as you see him. <laughs> she's like, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, as soon as you see him walk in, you're going to be like, you're dirt back Dan. <laughs> have, you, have you have you seen the car? Oh, the car is amazing. Oh, the, car, yeah. the car is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, Dirtbag Dan and I got to catch up a little bit because, again, um, he is uh, one of the PCWA alumni from many, many, many years ago. Many and uh, Dirtbag Dan is just a great guy. So uh, probably very be... smart that you're doing the interview via Zoom and there's no smell of vision. <laughs> <'cause> Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't, well, we don't want to ruin any illusions for anybody. No, but, exactly. uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but he will be, uh, we will be uh, doing an episode with him as our uh, Christmas Eve spectacular. We wish you a dirtbag Christmas. Mm, I love uh, that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So we've, uh, we've got a What's lot of great things to be um we did, he get, did he get back to, i don't think he got back to us yeah. with his list yet but yeah, as, as soon as we I think, I think, yeah yeah as soon as he, as soon as we know he was very excited we because we proposed this idea of a list to him and i said listen i said it doesn't have to be about wrestling it can be about anything, anything. you want and he was like anything he's like so i could do like top 90s nickelodeon shows we're like, yes. and we're like listen you can do whatever you want like, the top you know. five greatest pop culture dirtbags that should be <laughs> that's, that's perfect i'm gonna number I'm gonna one you know what number so if you're if you if without looking at dirtbag dan he is if pig pen from peanuts and trevor from grand theft auto were merged with human oh that's absolutely incredible uh yeah that's great yes. i love it <laughs> so so yeah we've we've got a we've got a busy year uh we're we're rounding out the year and uh we're not going to uh we're not going to announce our new year's eve special yet but uh we've got something very special in the plans and uh if if it all works out uh it's it's going to be a really amazing treat for all the fans out there yeah uh, so we're we're hoping that we're hoping that comes through um but yeah it's a it's a very busy year for the rest of us so uh for the rest of our our year it's going to be kind of crazy can i ask you guys a question real quick oh yes. yeah sure Who who's your bucket list like who's someone you want to interview on the independent scene that you just haven't maybe you haven't maybe you haven't reached out personally because me personally there's a lot that i don't reach out to because i suck at reaching out because i get such mm -hmm. anxiety from it like they're not going to want to mm -hmm. do this stupid <laughs> stuff um it is helping that i'm trending and i'm charting so like people <laughs> like oh he's he might have some eyes on him so i'll go on but uh yeah so like there's a lot of people i want to have on and people i'm yeah. really really good friends with they're like yo how come i haven't on your show i'm like i didn't know if you wanted to do it or not like i don't know i, I right, i'm so right. self-conscious with that so a little behind the scenes but uh yeah. who's someone that you maybe haven't reached well, out to or maybe you're you want to but you're trying to like find the right time for it so i know there's one that we've been talking about since literally episode one and that being orange cassidy um that's like the goal but for me now he just did his first like like the press conferences, I think the most I've ever seen him talk on camera that was ever. The best answer he could have given anybody was when when someone asked him about being the greatest accessory. Well, I mean, and he just went, "No." Yeah, I love <laughs> when he said, "It's <laughs> just like no." When he when they asked him like, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" and he actually gave a long form answer, and I thought it was not only amazing and it shows who he is as a person and if you actually know him, but uh, mm -hmm. like his mind because he's like, "I didn't. I love Jake the Snake Roberts, but like growing up and making my person who I am right now." I don't want to ever be considered the first, the 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 next insert wrestler name here. I don't want right. to be like, I don't mm -hmm. want you when, you when you watch me. I don't want you to be like, oh, you could tell he's inspired by Shawn Michaels or Jake yeah. Disney because yeah. I wanted to be the first Orange Cassidy. 
and the guy did it like mm -hmm. he's now going to be the bar of like yo you're the next orange cassidy like yeah. he's the first <laughs> yeah. of any like he's yeah. so I, I love him to death they're yeah, actually um, uh, his sunglasses are right there <laughs> oh very nice <laughs> not actually um, his but a pair of sunglasses yeah. there's a new one yeah. that i'm trying to get ralph to uh lean on and ralph seems to have a plan to get him on the show because he has said on his twitter that he's a mute but that is uh blue cane okay so we have been trying to get him on the show now <laughs> yeah. ralph has a plan i yeah you, i kind of i kind of do that he's been asked so many times about being on podcast and he said he can't because he's a mute because he was because because his voice box was frozen because blue cane his power is snow yes and yeah i, I love that and i want him on the show so bad but we need to find a way to get through that avenue of getting him on the show <laughs> i am gonna i am gonna start a campaign on social media for the uh thawing out of the voice box so i do have a plan um but this is this is an interesting question because honestly i have i have two answers it's it's funny that you know sean brought up orange cassidy because honestly um when we first when we first started this when we first started about doing this and and seeking out guests Orange Cassidy was kind of the goal where we set the bar. Yeah. Like if we can work our way up and kind of get ourselves to that point. Cause um, I feel like between what we're doing, the people we know, the people that he knows, like it's, it's a very real possibility somewhere down the line. However, I am a little worried that we will get him booked for the show and he'll do the entire interview in character. Cause I don't know how I'll deal with that. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's, <laughs> I, I have a hard time with in, in character interviews. I, cause I, I want, cause yeah. I'm so driven on like, I want to learn about you as a person, yeah. but I also respect the fact that people are protective of their character. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little concerned yeah. about how we'd handle that, but my, um, I, I have two answers for this question. One is uh, one is professional and one is personal. Uh, professionally, my goal has been uh, Ultramanus Black from the beginning, um, just yeah. because I, I've, I I've met Ultramanus. That was fun. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I will I will say this right now, and I don't care who has an opinion on this any other way, but next to, uh, honestly, next to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, I would put Ultramanus Black and Larry Sweeney up against anybody as a commentary team. If you have not heard them, go back and watch old Shakara shows, specifically right. their Hellertown shows from the VFW. That's where Ultramanus and Larry did most of their commentary together, and they were just you'll never have more fun listening to wrestling commentary. I don't think ever. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've, I've met Ultramanus a couple times, actually the uh, very first year that the Mahoning Valley drive-in did a uh, real rumble. Uh, my friend, Jim Murray, who is uh, one of the bonus uh, episodes on opinion city, uh, he got to ring announce that show. And so we had to be at the show early. Uh, so I went up with him and uh, we actually got to meet Ultramanus black before the show. And it was just, I mean, you want to talk about like geeking out and being a fanboy. Like I just, it was, it was insane. So professionally, he, he's I think, on my bucket list of, I, of a mask I would love to have in the background of my podcast. <laughs> nice. I would love to own yes. a Ultra Mask. Oh, he is, nice. he is the absolute coolest masks. Um, but, uh, so that professionally Ultra Manus Black personally for me, um, and anybody that knows me will know right off the bat that uh, I I have always wanted to interview uh, my personal favorite indie wrestler of all time, Juan Francisco de Coronado. Of course. Who, uh, yeah. I've got much uh, Juan merchandise. Uh, I've got the Ecuadorian flag over here. I've got, uh, the, uh, I, I actually made, he, he had a finishing move called the Coronado Clutch. And so I made 
uh, a poster that I had printed on Vistaprint that is a take on the Bullet Club logo, except it says Coronado Clutch, and in the center it's got a big bow tie. And it's, um, it's so behind your head. <laughs> uh, I, I've I've wanted to I've wanted to get him on the show for a long time. I'm I'm still working on it. Um, I I see him in the random weirdest places. Like when I was a fan in Shikara, I was basically known as his only fan. Like it was on <laughs> yeah. podcasts, yeah, Chikara posted it on their Twitter. You're, you're a trendsetter. You're yeah, the I was yeah. during yeah. that title run. I was his only fan. So, um, I was at a I was at a Boys to Men concert one time with my wife because she wanted to see Boys to Men, and we were in line for merchandise after the show, and and somebody comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around and here it's Juan Francisco. He recognized me from like across the crowd and came over to talk to me. I'm like, awesome. this is insane. So, I think you're, I think you're shooting for an interview. If he, if he, if he came to you at a boys to men concert, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. send a DM. So, you'll get, you got your interview. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that, but he's, um, he's definitely on the, on the bucket list for me. You have um, mine. You have, you guys were interviewed one of mine. Really? Who's Avery. That? Yeah. Avery's Avery. on my oh. list. Yeah, Avery and da- Avery and Darius. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like I respect them if they do it in character. But there's two, there yeah. are two that I would love to get out of character because, as we both know, like as human beings, they're just good people. Like, yeah, if if they came out of character and just showed who they really are as people and how much they've helped, truly helped people in this industry, mm-hmm. um, as trainers and as just people to get advice from. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other th- the other one on that list I will say is like I always respect these three as names in the business as Darius, um avery and and uh deshaun pratt is, is another oh, one. Yes. Right? yeah if you talk to him and he's just yeah. so helpful when it comes to just like they've been there they've they've mm-hmm. seen it they've they've yeah. helped they've helped people hit that level of their next level of of who they are as a person in life and in this mm-hmm. business they're just three good people there were yeah. two others on my list that i'm still working on one of them being of course like the deathmatch king of jersey brandon kirk um i've seen him so a few times he is just a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, I'd love to get him on. Um, there's one more that just left my brain that I was just thinking about, and I don't know, it just, just just went away. But I had two. One, one of them was being was was Brandon Kirk. Um, I know we want to get Sydney on at some point as well. Ralph. Sydney Bagabella. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's a great one. That's a great one. <laughs> so so Sid, Sydney and I have Sydney and I have known each other since the Chikara days, and so we talented. Used, we used to have these. We used to have these random tweets where we would send each other pictures of things that we were. Uh, different meats and foods that we were smoking in our backyard smokers. Cause Sydney is like a big <laughs> fan of like, he smokes everything, Mac and cheese, pizza. Like he'll just put anything in the smoker. Um, so yeah, so Sydney the, the trick is, is, is get interviewed him at his house. So you get dinner out of it too. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to traveling for the show, uh, but that would, that would be cool. the, the episode of that's got to be so the, on the ABJ. So I, I didn't realize that I had a really funny connotation with my initials and it okay. took me 36 years of my life to figure it out. But like, Oh, my, that would be the ABJ, ABJ podcast, eating smoke, uh, eating, eating Sydney Bacabella's smoked meat or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, there's, nice. there's, yeah, that would be, that would be incredible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny that you talk about, um, you know, Avery being on your list and wanting to have him out of character. Um, when we, when we first started doing this and I started looking at like, who can we get for guests? I started looking down the list of Chikara contacts I had, and he was one of the first people I 
had reached out to and it took a little while to get him scheduled um we had to cancel his he had to cancel his first appearance and so we had to get him rescheduled but um avery is just avery like you said avery is just a great guy and he is uh he's he's such a professional but what's great about him is that you can tell that he is really a fan of the art form he's a fan like when you listen to him talk about especially like when he went from dasher hatfield to avery and when he talks about that transition like you can just see and hear the passion in him come out it's yeah. it's incredible yeah. um so he's i he's, was really, he's a great really lucky with camp leapfrog kind of going back to it again but it's just like they were close sets like it was mm-hmm. someone's house and then we put a ring in a yard wow. and it was just an all-day thing like yeah nine yeah. in the morning till 10 o'clock at night and if you and, and there was gaps where we just like swam in a pool or ate barbecue or like just sat and just hung out with each other mm-hmm. it was like the, it was such a special moment man and it was like that's why i like i had so many like a lot of the interviews i have on now are people from that time frame because it was just you develop friendships you know what i mean like mm-hmm. sure. it, it was wrestling it was like, the same thing we talked about that wrestling family but if mm-hmm. you just had a cookout with them all you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> yeah, just yeah. so magical all right. Well, this is uh, this is this has been a lot of fun. This is definitely something that we are I'm going to have to down. do again. If you guys ever need somebody? Someone bails <laughs> out, or you just want to come talk about what's happening yeah. in the world? I'm down. I, I, you guys are amazing. Uh, you're super <laughs> professional. You guys conduct yourselves very well. I I, I look forward to listening to it more. And uh, you guys are killing it. I, I thank you so much for having me. Now we got yeah. the opposite crossover and be on your. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, we'll, we'll come tell stories. I got. I will have you on, but I'm telling you, it probably won't air till like next March. <laughs> That's all right. Listen, I got. That's fine. I, have, I got like 450 wrestler stories in the can, ready to go. Like I've, I love it. I've I've met so many people, so I'm I'm ready to tell stories. Uh, I can be I can be interesting. More who's than your, just who's, real fast. Who's your favorite? Like the first favorite person you ever met? A favorite person I've ever met? Uh, probably Mick Foley he's he's been the nicest and i've had i've met him Mm -hmm. like six different times he's my number two of all time sean's number one mix number two yeah um mick is mick has been really great and honestly uh i i've met him under a number of different circumstances including one of them being him signing uh books he wrote a book about being a professional santa claus and yeah. so he was actually <laughs> signing that at the Moravian bookstore in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, uh, like in December. And so he did a big signing there. And uh, not to get it, not to make, to make a long story short, I was playing a Santa Claus somewhere. And so he uh, did like a reading from his book and took questions before the uh, before the actual signing. So I got to ask him his advice on being a professional santa claus so like those are those are memories you just can't uh you you just can't fabricate and honestly to think that santa claus is also mankind so yeah and i will i will i I will tease this too for our eventual appearance on the abj podcast but i have a great story that mick foley told me at a book signing about uh one of his uh appearances for a non-wrestling book on good morning america and the story is just hilarious I so always I, wear a Mick Foley t-shirt every single time I go to Knoebels in the hopes yes. he's there. <laughs> nice. 
Listen, I, I actually is a local theme park by us. If you're if you don't know, it's a free it's a free admission mm-hmm. theme park. You just pay to ride the rides. The food is always amazing. You pay nothing it, for parking. Nothing for parking. Nothing yeah, to get yeah. in. And it's 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 Mick and his family's like favorite place to go. He and loves it. When people when people it's like it's it's a it's a thing. When people mm-hmm. see Mick at McNobles, it's like I'm at McFoley at Knobles. So every time <laughs> I go, I always wear a McFoley t-shirt in hopes, just in hopes. hopes. Yeah. And I'll I'll tease this for the podcast too. I actually I worked at Knobles for a, a short time, and I actually oh, put man. him on a ride, and I have a great story about that too. So nice. lots of McFoley stories for when we yeah. come. I on. heard the chair that's by you know how there's a, cha- like a random chair that sits at the Phoenix, yes, like on the other side. I heard that's essentially his chair. Like he, his kid gets on the ride, and he mm-hmm. just rides like three or four times, and then Mick mm-hmm. just sits in that chair and waits for him. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of really interesting stories about Mick at Knobles. Oh, I can't uh, wait. He, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I have right. a bucket list. Mick Foley, yeah. I want him on my podcast. It'll never happen, <laughs> but I'll <laughs> no listen. I, you, look, um there's it's it's not as it's not as out of the realm of possibility as you think. Yeah, they keep getting up the Apple charts. Get me up yeah. the Apple charts so I look <laughs> at right. look at I'm number 36, <laughs> Mick. Come on. Let's do Come it. Come on, Mickey, let's do it. <laughs> well, I I've had a lot of opportunities like of AEW talent, like where I wrote reached out to AEW and I'm I'm actually in contact with Impact. And it doesn't be it's not looking like it's going very well. But a lot of times they look and they're like, well, you only have 800 subscribers on YouTube. So I don't re- we rather just go with someone who has more of a following. So I, I it, it kind of sucks. But like the more we grow, the more we can get opportunities to interview some of the people like right. some of those bigger names. Like I would love to have Mick Foley on, but I, I want to mm-hmm. be completely upfront honest too. like if I had the opportunity to interview people from Impact. I'm not I'm not saying in a negative conversation. We cool to have those interviews, but mm-hmm. I'm essentially using those interviews to grow so that sure. I can bring more independent people in sure. to yeah. say here I have a bigger audience, here's who you should know about. Like Absolutely. when 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 um Barstool Wrestling has people on and they and they bring in the Leo Sparrows of the day or they bring in like the the independent people. I love when they mm-hmm. had the independent corner or busted open when they bring somebody in on the independent scene. Like I like when bigger platforms yeah. give independent people an opportunity sure. to be heard or seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh yeah. Um so again, uh thanks for thanks for coming on today. Um it was as uh as as great as we all hoped it was going to be. It was a, a really <laughs> really I, fun interview. I'm glad I hit the mark. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here. So if you want to just uh, hang tight for a minute, and we'll uh, I got some advice for you on uh, getting some of those bigger names. Okay. So we'll be uh, <laughs> anyone you ever see of mine, tell me, and I will I will I will you. personally send a DM. Be like these are good dudes. Go on their stuff. Awesome. Appreciate Perfect. that. So much. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by, Anthony, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you in a, a few minutes here. Yep. All right. So. We want to thank, of course, Anthony Blackwell Jr. for joining us today. It was uh, fantastic having him on the show. Uh, please, yeah. please, 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 please follow him. Yes, support <laughs> uh, support the ABJ podcast because he's not just doing a great job on his uh, on his podcast. He's just he's he's a really good dude. He's and, killing uh, it. Killing yeah. it. So, uh, of course, we want to thank him for uh, stopping by today. And we want to thank you, the listeners, uh, for listening to the Opinion City podcast with uh, myself and Parmesan Russell. And if you like what you just heard, we hope you'll follow us on social media at Opinion City Pod. And of course, tell your friends, family, colleagues, complete strangers, tell somebody at the grocery <laughs> store, um, you know, find your favorite dirt bag and tell them so about Opinion City. Yep. 
Yep. And, and please like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our previous episodes and let us know your thoughts on those topics as well as this week's topic. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Penny City Pod. Follow Anthony at A Blackwell Jr. on the socials. This has been a Mancast Number production, and we will see you next time. This is Ultimo Man here. You're listening to Opinion City Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy